Good morning. Dave told me, keep it short. <laughs> I take great offense to that amen because nobody ever does that to Richard. <laughs> and it needs to happen more to that. No, I'm, uh, <laughs> let me get started before I get myself in trouble. Elijah read from Luke chapter 19 this morning and did a wonderful job, and that's where we're going to be at. If you'll go ahead and pull out whatever you use for your Bible and, and get to that spot. This is the story of Zacchaeus, and I, over the years, this story has become a favorite of mine, and I don't know why. Uh, it, it's, it just has. And I think as we dig into this, this passage, or when I dig into this passage, there's a lot of things that are happening in this passage, more so than just Zacchaeus climbing a tree, and we sing a great little song about that. But we see here that Zacchaeus is a short man, and he, he has a desire to see Jesus. And because he's short, he's not able to see over the crowd in order to see Jesus. And, and maybe he's trying to, to shoulder his way to the front of, of the crowd so that he can see Jesus, but it's as if the crowd sees him, and, and because they know who Zacchaeus is, he's the chief tax collector in that region or the, for the city of Jericho, they see him and they don't like him, and maybe they're elbowing him and pushing him back and keeping him at the back of the crowd. And so... Because he's the chief tax collector, he's not very well liked. And so what that means is that there's other tax collectors that serve underneath Zacchaeus, and they come and they collect all the taxes, and they bring them to Zacchaeus, and he takes a portion of commission from them and from the taxes that are collected. That's how he is paid, and he is wealthy. And I don't know if he's wealthy because of dishonest gain or from honest gain. We see there in verse Eight, when he says, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. That's the amount of restitution that when you look at Exodus chapter 22 and 2 Samuel chapter 12, that's the amount of restitution that criminals had to pay. They had to pay four times the amount. If I killed someone's sheep, then in order to replace that sheep, I had to give four sheep for that sheep that I killed. That's the amount that criminals had to pay. And so Zacchaeus is saying, I'll pay back, if I have cheated anybody, I'll pay back four times the amount. The text isn't clear on how Zacchaeus came about his wealth. But we know that he's not very well liked. Think of it this way. How many of you like the IRS? We're not big fans of the IRS. People are not big fans of Zacchaeus. And so maybe they're elbowing him and keeping him in the back because they don't like who Zacchaeus is. But here's my first point, and, and I've got four points. It, it's okay, it's not going to take me two hours. Just three. And so, but each of my points, the first three are questions. And so here's the first question. What are you doing to see Jesus? Because you see, Zacchaeus did whatever it took in order to see Jesus. He got a bright idea that he said, I'm going to run ahead of the crowd, 
where Jesus is going to be walking, and I'm going to climb this sycamore fig tree. And a sycamore fig tree is a nice tree for climbing, if, especially if you're a boy and you love to climb trees, and, and, or a girl. And, and it has low-lying branches that you can climb up into this tree in order to see whatever you want to see, or do you just want to climb. And in Zacchaeus' case, he wants to see Jesus. And so the question is, what are you going to do, or what are you doing to see Jesus? You know, the first of the year is just weeks away. And we, we are people that, that like to start new things on the first of the year, right? Or the first of the month or the first of the week. It's always got to be the first of something in order to start something new. Well, the new year is upon us. And, and maybe you're one of those people that likes to write out goals for the new year or New Year's resolutions. Well, how about answering that question? In the new year, what are you going to do to see Jesus? How are you going to engage in, in God's Word, whether it's, it's reading God's Word or you're studying God's Word, or maybe it, it, it's a focus on prayer for the year, or when you come together like this and we worship together, or in your own personal devotional time, and it's a, it's a time of focused worship. All of these practices or activities are, are designed to help us focus on Jesus. So what will you do? To see Jesus. And I know I keep saying that question over and over again, and you may be thinking, golly, quit repeating yourself. But I want you to at least leave today with that question in mind. What will I do to see Jesus? Then after that, the next question is, how are you holding others up to see Jesus? What kind of tree are you? Because you see, Zacchaeus climbed a tree in order to see Jesus. When we involve ourselves in those different practices, whether it's Bible reading or study or prayer and, and all those ones that I just listed, and there's others, there are others out there too, but when you involve yourselves in those practices, it's, in, it's at that place where God enters in and begins the transformation of the character of your heart. And it's at those times when we begin to be transformed into the image of Jesus and we begin to see Jesus ourselves. And, and when we start to do that, then we have a responsibility to help others see Jesus. It's, it's the Great Commission. Therefore, go into all the world and make disciples of every nation, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And we sometimes stop right there, but then it goes on and says, and, com and teaching them everything I have commanded, them, commanded you. How will we hold others up and teach the things that Jesus has commanded? What kind of tree are you? Maybe you're a, a, one of those wispy, wimpy willows by, by the river that only, it can only hold the weight of a bird. Well, you're, you may not be a very good tree. Maybe you're a really strong Christian and you're like one of the, I love going to Ponderosa State Park and looking at those Ponderosa pines. They are so huge and massive. I love looking at them. But you know, the lowest lying branches on some of those trees are 80 feet up in the air. They don't make very good climbing trees. What kind of tree are you? How are you helping others see Jesus? And then a follow-up question to that would be, are you hindering others in seeing Jesus? Are you keeping other people from, from seeing Jesus? That seems to be a, a theme in, in the book of Luke. Consider the people when they find out that Jesus is going to the house 
of Zacchaeus to eat. What is it that they say? He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. You go all the way back to Luke chapter 5 when Jesus calls Levi, who's also a tax collector, and Levi holds a great banquet for Jesus. And a large crowd of tax collectors come, and the Pharisees and the teachers of the law see this, and they complain to Jesus' disciples, and they say, why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? In John chapter 7, or Luke chapter 7, Simon, the Pharisee, invites Jesus to come and eat with him at his house. And there's a woman that shows up. And this woman begins to wash Jesus' feet with her tears and with, with her hair. And then to pour perfume over Jesus' feet. And, and Simon says to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner it seems to me that the pharisees and teachers of the law had a a standard that people had to live up to in order to be considered righteous in order to be considered in good standing with jewish law and if you if you didn't live up to that standard well then you were a sinner you weren't a good person and you know, it frustrates me, when, especially when you're talking with people who are trying to decide, hey, I want to go to church, I want to I follow Jesus, I want to put on Christ in baptism. And, and something holds them up, and they, they'll say something like this, but I've got to get my life right first. I've got I to deal with this sin problem, and then I can be a Christian, and then I can get baptized. You know what? That principle is not found in Scripture. It isn't. You'll never find that in Scripture. In fact, when you look at these, you look at at Luke, Jesus goes, in in chapter 5, Jesus goes and calls Levi. Levi drops everything he has and everything he's doing to follow Jesus and throws a banquet for him. He's changed by the interaction that he has with Jesus. The woman at the well, not the woman at the well, the woman in chapter 7, I'm getting ahead of myself. The woman in chapter 7, she's changed after her encounter with Jesus because at the end of chapter 7, Jesus looks at her and says, your faith has saved you. And then even with Zacchaeus, at the end of that story, Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. But before that, Zacchaeus encounters Jesus and he says, I'll give half of all my possessions and I'll pay back up to four times anybody that I've cheated. If I've cheated. You see... The change for these three individuals happened after they encountered Jesus. And the change came about because of Jesus. There's nothing that I can do to change myself and make myself perfect in order to be accepted by Jesus. There's nothing. Nothing I can do. And yet, I think that there's a standard here that the Pharisees had held up. Maybe it was an unwritten standard to determine if somebody was righteous and it's carried over 
to today. The last thing, it's a statement. Jesus wants you. Jesus wanted Levi. He calls him. Jesus wanted the, the woman in chapter 7. Because he tells her, your, your faith has saved you. Look at chapter 5. The calling of Levi. Verse 31, Jesus answered them after the, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law had complained to Jesus' disciples, why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus answered them, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And again in chapter 7, verse 49, verse 50, Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you, go in peace. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. Jesus wants you. There's an interesting thing that also happens when Jesus calls Zacchaeus down from the tree. And he says, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. Jesus didn't look at Zacchaeus and say, hey, you've got it all together. You've got it all right. You're not a sinner, so Zacchaeus, I'm going to come to your house today. No, that doesn't happen. Before all that takes place, Jesus looks at Zacchaeus and says, I must stay at your house today. It reminds me of Revelation chapter 3 when Jesus says, I stand at the door and knock. Jesus wants you the way you are. Faults and flaws, mistakes, everything. Jesus wants you. Jesus wants me. There's a quote that I came across by Daryl Bach. He's a, a leading commentator on the book of Luke. And he says this, The church is not full of perfect people, but forgiven people. The difference is crucial. The church is not full of perfect people, but forgiven people. And the difference is crucial. What are you going to do to see Jesus? And when you get to that point and, you, and you're seeing Jesus, how are you going to hold others up to see Jesus? Or are you going to hinder people from seeing Jesus? And maybe a good way to think about that is, are you a tree or are you a Pharisee? Are you a tree or are you a Pharisee? Are you seeing Jesus in the way that we need to see Jesus? Are you helping others see Jesus? Because I believe that when we realize who Jesus is and what He does for us, then we can't help but to share with other people what Jesus has done for us. You see that with Levi when he throws a banquet. We see that with Zacchaeus. And there's multiple other characters in, in the Gospels where we see when they encounter Jesus, we see the change that takes place in them and they can't help but tell others about Jesus. If there's anything that we can do for you today,